In today's show, I'm looking ahead to the games on Friday. There are 11 of them. So we're going to talk about those games, some streaming options, injury updates, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter and on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It's time for a what to watch for for Friday. There are 11 games and we've got a lot to get through. Talking about those, if you are watching this, I am not doing a pregame show for Thursday's games. They're just starting way too late in the day for some reason. So um, I won't be able to do that pregame show there, but that's fine. We'll be back doing pregames next week. But we're here to talk about the 11 games on Friday. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, Heat Wizards is the first one of those games. Oladipo is out again. Will this bloke ever play? I, you know, I assumed we saw him in the preseason. We saw him last season in the playoffs. I assumed he'd have a role. Thought there was an outside chance he could start. No, nah, I guess not. She's not going to play. So he's done. Tyler Hero is out again with that ankle problem. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah. That's two weeks that Hero's been out with that ankle problem. We were never led to believe that it was going to be that serious, so that's frustrating as well. DeLon Wright remains out for the Wizards, while Bam Adebayo is questionable with that knee contusion. He missed Wednesday's game. If he is out, then little Chungus Nikolajovic will probably start. He started out red hot in that game, but only ended up playing 24 minutes, and they went small a lot of the time. Um, we've also got uh, Caleb Martin, who's on the injury report, as questionable. Now, if he is out with knee tendonitis... Then you're going to get way more from Struess, way more from Vincent, way more from Duncan Robinson, way more from Jovic, and more from Deadman, who is also questionable with a foot injury. The Heat are copping it at the moment. Um, Jordan Goodwin, who we thought, well, not thought, we knew was playing well and it was closing games. We thought that might have been a serious knee injury. He's officially listed as questionable. I think his 12-team appeal is probably gone, but we want to see what his role is if he actually does play. For the Heat, who are we watching? Maxi Struess, the Winter Soldier. He's been really good, especially of late. Um, his second, his best category is threes, and his second best category is free throw percentage. I do think the free throws might may fall off. He hasn't missed one in two weeks, and that's really bumping a lot of his numbers up. As is the extra usage and minutes with Hero and Oladipo out. So I would consider Struess to sell high, but he's a twelve-team league guy for now. I'm just not convinced that lasts long term. Um, and then little Chungus, like, could he start at the four if Martin is out? Does he start at the five if Bam is out? There are two opportunities for him to be a starter. I don't think he'd be a 12-team streamer, but maybe 14-team leaguer if at least those one of those guys is out. Well, for the Wizards, it's been a really strong run of form from Denny Avdia, who's played 30 minutes in four consecutive games. I do hope that they continue to play Avdia 30 minutes. I think his fit with the starting group is really good, and that is um, uh, enabling them to be performing better. What They've won four out of their last five, and the only loss was that one-pointer against the Thunder. Avdir is pushing towards 12-team value. He's not, he's not there yet, 
but he is pushing, and that gives us something to watch. We also want to watch Kyle Kuzma, who is playing big minutes at the moment. 41, 33, 34, 39. It was very interesting to see him play 39, even with Beal back, and pushing the value of guys like Rui Hachimura way down, and Dan Gafford, as they went small and played some Kuzma at center-type lineups. The second game is the Hornets and the Cavaliers. The Cavs are nine-point favorites in this one. And the injury situation, we've got LaMelo Ball out. We don't have a timeline on it for his ankle injury. I would expect that it might be a week, but like honestly, who knows? We just don't know, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating that we don't know about Dennis Smith Jr., because he has missed the last three games with an ankle sprain, and we'd be loving him. We'd stream him in for sure. But if he is out and Ball is out, then it's going to be Teo Maladon, the salt flake. Feel Maladon. Like, he is going to have to start. Maladon has been getting minutes over the librarian, James Booknight, 20, 25, and 22 minutes the last three games from Maladon. So if those guys are out, that's we need to pay attention to him. Gordon Haywood, still we don't know whether he's returning. And then on the Cleveland side of things, Dean Wade and Jared Allen have missed the last couple of games. We don't know their status at this point. What am I watching? Well, it is Maladon in Charlotte, like... Dennis Smith's a great stream if he plays. Otherwise, it is going to be Maladon. And then Kelly Oubre is taking um, a lot of shots. Some may say too many, and he's missing a lot of those as well. But the volume is there for him to be a 12-team league guy. He's also played 36, 35, 34, 34, 36 minutes the last five games. Coincidentally, or perhaps not coincidentally, they've lost all but one of those games because he's not a very good player. But he is taking a lot of shots, and that's important, especially for points leagues. For the Cavs, I want to watch Kevin Love, whose ranking suggests he's a 12-team league guy. I suggest he possibly isn't. Last game with Jared Allen out, they did move him to the bench. And he's played like those 21, 22 minutes a night. And I'm not sure that's enough to be an absolute rock-solid 12-team league guy. But we watch that. And we watch Lamar Stevens, who had four blocks last game. He's the one who started in place of Allen. Can he find a regular rotation role? And if he does, is it at the expense of Okoro or Osman or taking minutes off Levert? He's a really good defensive player. But I don't think he's going to have much fantasy value, despite having those four blocks in the last game, which was obviously great. The Bucks and the Sixers. Milwaukee continues to be banged up. Um, Chris Middleton has been ruled out. I've got him questionable there. That was before the official report came down. Middleton is out. Connaughton is out. Whereas Matthews is out. But Grayson Allen is probable. And Drew Holiday is questionable. Great. Philadelphia, James Harden remains out. His timeline for return remains the same. While Matisse Thibel is also questionable with an ankle injury, you would expect that he, well, not you expect, he started the last two games with um, DeAnthony Melton coming off the bench in one of those. So if Thibel is out, Melton will just step back into that starting lineup. I can't really see any other direction they would go. So for the Bucks, Javon Carter has been putting up good numbers. Right? Will he continue to start if Drew is back? Hmm. I have... I have some doubts about that, and especially the fact that Grayson Allen is back and Marjon Beauchamp's been playing well. So that's what we want to watch, what Carter's role is if Drew is ready to go. And also, we want to watch Giannis. Giannis and Tokatomatu. Because his last couple of games have been pretty bad, especially efficiency-wise. Is his ankle and knee bothering him? Is that what's causing the low field goal percentage? His free throws are back in the toilet. He's really struggling. So let's we want to focus on that. And then also for the Sixers, D'Anthony Melton, who did start most games without Harden, but came off the bench with um, Matisse Thibel starting. Will they continue to go with Thibel? If Thibel's out, does Melton start? Is Melton actually a 12-team league guy? Because it's not feeling like it long-term. He's up and down. We know this. 
He's inconsistent. The playing time's inconsistent. The shooting has been inconsistent. We want to watch that. I also want to watch the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, he's been getting really high steal numbers, and it's inflating his ranking. Does that steal thing continue? Does he keep doing that? Because everything else has been a little bit iffy. But that's been great. So we'll see whether he's able to continue um, that and keeping his ranking inflated. Today's episode is brought to you by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace, across whatever device you want to use. You can learn so many different things. Bob Iger, teaching business strategy. John Douglas, how to think like a profiler. Esther Perel, relational intelligence. But that's one of just, well, that's where one or three, I just said there, three of 180 different instructors that they have in 11 categories. The video content is very easy to use. It's an immersive learning experience with lessons that range from specifically showing you how to execute that technique to an instructor's insights about their craft that can be translated across many fields and disciplines. So if you go and uh, and check it out, I highly recommend that you do. This holiday, you can also give one membership and get one free. So go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on terms apply. Not conditions, just terms, apparently. Paces Rockets. The Paces are four-point favorites in this one. We know that the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate is out. Bruno Fernando is out, and Chris Duarte are out. We'd want to watch... We're going to watch in both of these, the two Smiths, starting with Sticks. Stand by your man! Um, I think he's bad. His numbers have been up and down. He loses confidence at the drop of a hat, but he still does have a really good fantasy profile. I'm okay with dropping because if you drop him, right, no one's going to add him, I don't think. And I think that's a good indicator whether you should hold this player. I think he can be better, but I'm not super confident in it. And then I also watch Benedict Matherin, who goes out and has these scoring explosions and then goes missing and doesn't contribute in many other categories. And that's why he's not a top 100 player this season. I still think he is a must-roster guy, but we need consistency. Look at his minutes. 23-33, 22-37, 30 25-30-22. That's all over the shop. And that's leading to inconsistent fantasy production. And then, on the Houston side, it's the other Smith. Ah, Smithy. Jabari Smith. We saw some signs of life, and I'm still encouraged by the fact that he's getting minutes. 30 basically every game. Now, he does go missing on offense at times. The shooting is still completely off. At some point, it's going to click. I don't know if it's going to be now. I don't know if it's going to be in February. I like to give most of these rookies, these high top-end top, top end rookies, until the end of November. And if they haven't figured it out then, then I'll drop them and I'll add them back when they figure it out. I did the same with Jalen Green last season. Yeah, add them back in January, February. But I am still going to hold on to Jabari because the blocks are there. He's still hitting threes. The rebounds are solid. We're just not getting the usage and we're not getting good efficiency. And that, that's bringing him down. So I want Jalen Green because in four straight games, Green has had six assists or more. He's also playing 38, 40, 38, 35, 36 minutes, which is huge. Like getting those extra minutes from Smith is enabling him to put up those numbers. And adding that extra string to his bow of being a distributor is also improving his numbers. Is this real? Can he be a passing player? That's something that's going to bring him. That elevates him to a top 40, top 35 upside player. Not that he's there and he's not guaranteed to get there. But getting the assists, and then the next step is bringing the steals in, that's how he becomes a top 20 player 
in the future. We're not there yet, of course. Thunder and the Grizzlies is the next game up. Trey Mann is out. Darius Baisley is out. Desmond Bain is out. And Zaire Williams is out. At this point, I don't see any players on their injury report as questionable. So that's that's good to know. So we don't have those decisions to make. On the, on the Thunder, this is going to be up and down all season. Alexei Pokyshevsky, he played 14 minutes last game, 37 the game before that, 18 the game before that, 23 the game before that, 32 the game before that. It's going to be ups and downs. When he plays well, he'll get big minutes. If he struggles, they've got a million other guys they try. Robinson Earl or Wiggins or Muscala or Pig Williams or oh, how many Williams is on this team? Lindy Waters, who they played last game. The same with Josh Giddy, who had played pretty well, but like 37, 23 minutes, 37, 33, 20 minutes. If he struggles, he will get benched. They've got some other options there. They've got guys like um, uh, Jalen Williams, who can get some extra minutes, or Lindy Waters, who was hot, or even Isaiah Joe, who can get hot. Now, I'm not saying that we drop Pokashevsky or Giddy because we don't. I believe we hold on to them. But there are going to be frustrations here. For the Grizzlies, last game we saw them, Brandon Clark was putting up a monster. He had 33 minutes in that game. That was the game that Stephen Adams got three fouls in the first three minutes of the game and then didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Is it a Jaron Jackson issue? Is it because Jackson was back, they felt more comfortable playing Clark? Or is it strictly because Adams got into that foul trouble? This gives us more data points. This gives us more information to be able to check on that to see whether Clark actually does become a an ad. Just an update on the Hornets. Dennis Smith is doubtful, so go and add Teo Maladon. And Gordon Haywood is doubtful. So Jalen McDaniels gets a real bump there as well. But Teo Maladon, even James Booknight, that's for deeper leagues. But Teo Maladon is probably going to start and probably going to put up big numbers. But that that just came through. For the Grizzlies, with um, with Desmond Bain out, you've got Lil John Concha. Yeah! Who is not going to score very much. And points leagues, you're not that interested. But he gets rebounds really well for a guard. He can get some steals. He can get some assists. He can be efficient. He can hit some threes. He's a useful fantasy guy, at least as a streamer, while Bane is out. He's not for everybody, but he's a stream option. The Magic and the Bulls. Um, Paulo is out for at least the next week with that ankle problem. That is not good. We know Cole Anthony remains sidelined. Michael Fultz remains sidelined. But in good news, Gary Harris could be returning, or is likely to return. He's probable. And Wendell Carter Jr. is also probable. So they will likely be returning. So we're still never getting this full, healthy Magic lineup, or even semi-healthy. Um, on the Bulls side of things, Pat Williams is questionable with that ankle sprain that he suffered last game. Kobe White is questionable with a quad issue, and Lonzo Ball remains out. On the Magic side, I want to see what the Ball and the uh, Mobamba situation is. Ball will obviously continue to start with Paolo out. Wendell coming back means fewer minutes for Bumba, but he still will be able to get 20 a night. We saw that without... Um, Paolo last game or, or previous games. In fact, Bumba has played, if I have a look, 20, 24, 19, 22 minutes in the four games the Bunkero has been out and Carter has played. So yes, his value goes up when Wendell is out, but it, there are still minutes available here for uh, Mo Bumba coming off the bench. Jalen Suggs, really been impressed the last few games. Does Gary Harris impact him? Probably not. Gary Harris is going to cut into a little bit of what Terrence Ross does and probably have an impact on Schumer or KK. And maybe there could be some discussion that maybe it has an impact on Bowl. There is a possibility of that because that's another guard into the mix and they were playing like Wagner at the two. 
And if Wagner pushes up to the 3-4 more, then the guys at the 3-4, like a KK and like Bolt, maybe they lose a minute or two there. Bolt's recent form has been good, though. 31, 33, and 35 minutes. It was the two prior to that that were a little bit of a worry where he played 21 and 25. And we're always wanting to monitor where that goes. Ayo Desumu, I don't believe he's a 12-team league guy. I'd be more than happy to drop him. Don't think he needs to be held on to. I also want to watch the skater boy, Zach Levine. He just doesn't look right, does he? The addition of DeMar DeRozan hurt him last season. The knee injury hurt him. And I think the knee injury is still a problem. He's not really giving as much effort defensively. The minutes are fine. The production's fine. But it's not blowing back up. He's not putting up gigantic numbers. So I want to see if there's any extra step there. If Williams does miss, I expect Javante Green would step up and become somewhat of an interesting stream target. It might be Derek Jones, though. It won't be. I feel pretty confident in saying it won't be Vooch starting next to Drummond. I'm pretty confident in saying that. But because I know many of you will want that, it just won't happen. Nuggets and Mavericks is the next game we're going to take a look at. Jokic and Aaron Gordon, they're likely out. Michael Malone, the doctor with his advanced medical degree from Hollywood Upstairs Medical School, told us that it's very unlikely they play. I'm just going to say they're out. Jokic and Gordon with a non-COVID illness for Gordo and a COVID illness for Jokic. So they will likely be out. So we're going to be treated again to DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green. Fingers crossed we aren't, and Zeke Naji gets in there, but it's the doctor. We don't know what he's going to do. With Gordon and Jokic out, usage will bump for Murray. Usage will bump for KCP. Usage will bump for Bones Highland. And minutes will bump for Bones and for Bruce Brown. So good opportunities for all those guys. Brown um, has been solid enough to be a 12-team guy. So has Bones. I'm not that confident that Bones continues it, but he's been good. And then Maga Porter Jr. had a really off game last time with his shooting. He hasn't hit 30 minutes in the last three, which is a little bit concerning. In fact, he's only gone over 30, I think, once this year. But the shooting has been so elite. But he does really rely upon points and threes and high efficiency. There's not much else in his game. And the lower minutes are a little bit of a concern. For the Mavs, Luca will return after resting last game. We saw with Luca out that both Christian Wood, the crucifix, and Timmy Hardaway really stepped up with good minutes and good usage. Is that going to continue? I'd have my doubts. Significant doubts because of who they are as players. But can Hardaway cut into Reggie Bullock, Mr. Triple Zero? Quadruple Zero, Quintuple Zero, Sextuple Zero, Octuple Zero, Mr. Zeros, Reggie Bullock. Can Hardaway cut into some of that playing time? Because if he can get to 30 minutes, he can be useful enough as at least a streamer, especially for points leagues. Muxy Kleber is out. JaVale McGee is probable to return. While Ish Smith is still questionable with that calf strain in Denver. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. We've got college football getting closer to the bowl season there. Do you think my USC Trojans can move up from the seventh spot in the rankings and push into that college football playoff, which is still ridiculous that they're at four? I know they are moving to a 12-team playoff. The Trojans are two and a half point favorites this weekend over the Bruins rivalry game at the Rose Bowl. Can we do it? Yes, we can. You can check all that out over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your, use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to Celtics and Pelicans. No spread out at this point um, for this game. But what we do know is that Rob Williams is out for Boston, obviously. Marcus Smart is questionable. Malcolm Brogdon is probable. So how that works for Derek White remains to be seen, especially if both Smart and Brogdon play. 
if Smart is out, do they start Brogdon? Do they start White? I think they'll start White at the point guard and bring Brogdon off the bench. But still some unknowns that we need to pay attention to there. Well, the big one for the Pelicans is Zion Williamson, who's missed the last two games with a foot contusion. With him out, Trey Murphy is the excellent option that we use there. And as I talked about the other day, my expectation is if Zion's out, it boosts Jonas Valanciunas and it hurts Larry Nance. We'll see if that continues in this game, but we'll see what happens if Zion plays and how the Nance Valanciunas minutes go. But Trey Murphy has been great. For the Celtics, we want to watch Derek White again, who's really good last game. And if Smart misses, I still think he is a 12-team league guy. If Smart plays, I don't think he is. And last game, now I expect it to be a fluke, but Luke Cornett played really well. And we saw early in the season, Noah Vonley was getting backup minutes. He's back out of the rotation. Can Cornett carve out a role that's more than 10 minutes? Probably not. But he does have a really good fantasy game usually. So we want to see how that fits in. For the Pelicans, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. I want to watch Trey Murphy because he's great. Herb Jones is struggling, I think, a little bit. But I want to see what they do rotation-wise if Zion plays. Is there any chance that Trey takes over from Herb? Probably not in this game. But how do the minutes go? Does Herb stick at 28-29 and Trey plays 28? Does Trey go back to 21 and Herb stays at 31? I want to see how those two mesh in together. The Suns and Jazz. No spread or total out at this point for um, Phoenix. We know that uh, Cam Johnson is out and Jake Crowder is out. Some rumors that a trade is going to happen really soon, a potential three-way trade Jake Fisher was talking about. I have no idea between which teams. And I honestly don't think that Jake Crowder, who I know people have been begging for it, Jake Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I don't think he's a 12-team league player. He will have moments where he looks like it. He will become a stream option, but he's so invisible so much of the time, and it really is going to depend so much on what happens of where he goes. And of course, what happens at the Suns and who returns is still a question mark as well. So there could be a trade of Crowder coming. There could also not be, and it might have no impact really on most fantasy leagues at all. Um, we don't have an update on Chris Paul. I He's missed four straight. I don't expect him to play. They... The comment from Monty Williams was like, how's it going? He's like, well, obviously, it's he's progressing slowly, which is not a good thing to say, is it? Well, it's not a good thing to hear with heel soreness, no specific injury. The bloke's old. Like, this happens, doesn't it, when you're old? Like, I know I'm old, and I'm still recovering from an injury from five years ago. Um, so that's a problem. But we just keep rolling with campaign. Tory Craig was really good last game. The game before that, he was pretty good. I don't think that he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but he's hit 30 minutes in three straight games, and that makes him a 14-team league player. And you can use him in 12s if you want. I don't think it's a must, though. And then DeAndre Ayton. Um, I mean, sure. Take a free throw, mate. Block a shot. Do something. I guess the good thing is that Ayton has played over 30 minutes in four out of his last five games. That's encouraging, but still. The passivity, pass, the passiveness, we'll just say that, because that other word I don't like, um, has been astounding. And I, I don't think it turns around significantly unless he does get traded. But the Jazz, last couple for Larry Markinen have been a little bit off. Hopefully he's able to get back to, to business, but he's been a little bit off. Also, I want to watch Colin Sexton because the common, well, this is what, this is the, the pattern of Colin Sexton. At the start of the season went, he's Conley's backup. Like he's not really playing minutes. He's a fourth guard. I'm not sure that's worth holding. And then basically as soon as I said, yeah, I reckon we move on, um, he started playing 29 minutes a night, sharing the court with Conley. And I went, okay, well, maybe they were just ramping him up. But they've ramped him back now, down now. So I think we can officially say that this is nothing to do with injury. It's just to do with form and lineups. Because the last four games for Sexton, 13, 22, 25, and 17 minutes. Fourth guard option behind Clarkson, Conley, and Beasley. There'll be nights that he plays better. But this guy's fantasy stat set is so limited that he needs 30-plus minutes, 
with big usage and being the number one guy. And there's just too many obstacles there to be anything more than a streamer, I think. Maybe you're holding and waiting for a Clarkson trade or a Conley trade. And I get that. There is some uh, appeal to doing that. But again, like, is Sexton going to play and play 30 minutes a night plus and get you know, 29, 30 usage? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Even if one of those guys is traded that he immediately moves into that role. I'm not sure. Rudy Gay is out for at least a couple of weeks with a finger sprain. The Knicks and the Warriors. The Warriors are six-point favorites. Um, Mitchell Robinson, maybe he returns for the Knicks. We're not really sure on that yet. We don't have an update. He could be back. Johnny Kaminga missed the last game for the Warriors with an illness. He's not going to play a large role anyway. Um, what I want to watch for the Knicks is Cam Reddish, who's starting, and I expect will continue to start. But he has these games where he takes 12 shots or he takes four shots. I believe in him as a steals guy. He's always been a steals guy. He was a steals guy at Duke. He's been a steals guy his entire career. So he can be a steals player. That, that part is real. But efficiency's never been his calling card. Hitting, th- like, Taking threes is, but does he get enough shots with Randall and Barrett and Brunson out there? Can he get enough opportunity? Last game, he took five shots in 37 minutes. It's not enough to cut it for fantasy leagues. He's more of a specialist, more of a 14-team league player, more of a steel streamer than anything else, but maybe he changes my mind. I don't think RJ Barrett's going to change my mind in one game because my opinion on him is that he is not very good. He is one of the most inefficient shooters in the league who takes too many shots. He can't finish at the rim. He can't shoot mid-ranges. He can't shoot threes. He can't shoot free throws. In fact, the consensus opinion should be he cannot shoot. And then he cannot defend. And he's not a great passer. And he's not a good rebounder. So I don't actually know what he does that's good. In a points league, the fact that he gets the minutes means that you want to hold him. In a category league, I'm not sure. I, I Honestly, if you dropped him and he was sitting on the wire, I don't think I'd rush to grab him. But in saying that, a week or so ago, he had a nice little stretch of being a top 70 player because the shots went in. But this was four years. We've seen this for four years of RJ Barrett not being able to shoot. A one to two week sample size of shooting okay doesn't make me change my mind. Speaking of shooting okay, can Jordan Poole shoot at least okay? He really struggles in this bench role. I don't think that Steve Kerr is making a change and adjusting the starting lineup to get him in there. I don't think so, but we want to watch it. Because the pool and Curry dynamic is interesting. Uh, pool and Thompson dynamic is interesting. And then Steph, who is dominating, top three player so far this season. I think he's second actually. Scoring with gigantic efficiency, career high rebounds, unbelievable efficiency and true shooting. I-, I think there's literally only one way it can go, and that is down. Um, and I don't think he remains a top three player, but he's been great. And I just want to see if I don't want him to get hurt or to drop off. But I'd like to see how long he can keep going shouldering this load because it's been ridiculous. The Pistons and the Lakers is the last game of the night. It is a back-to-back for Detroit, so we'll get more information on Thursday. But what happens with Marvin Bagley, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Duran? I expect that Bay starts next to Bagley, but does old mate Dwayne Casey decide that Bagley's a four and, and Duran's going to be the center now? God, I hope not. From a perspective of making sense as a basketball team, but starting during at center would be good. So I'm sort of conflicted there. So we want to see what Bagley's role is, his minutes are. Is he just the same old Bagley who's a points and rebounds player? Can Sadiq Bay step it back up? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think Bay, you still want to hold in 12s and Bagley's fine if you want to take a grab at him. That's fine. But the Lakers, um, Dennis Schroeder and Thomas Bryant are likely to return. LeBron James is officially listed as questionable. With that groin issue, they said, I think he'd be right for this. The fact that he's not probable means that I'm a little bit worried about LeBron and this groin and at lingering. He's had groin issues. I think his first or second season with the Lakers, he had the groin issue as well. It's a little bit of a worry. 
What we do want to watch, though, is on uh, the Lakers side is Dennis Schroeder. What is his role? First game back, does he just immediately start? Does he play 20 minutes? Does he play 28 minutes? What does his usage look like? And how does that impact someone like Lonnie Walker, who was getting by on really good minutes and really good usage? Now, they could decide to play Westbrook and Schroeder together more, and that would mean that Walker like, it loses out. It has to lose out. Lose out on touches, lose out on a couple of minutes. How do the Schroeder, Walker, Beverly, Westbrook, Reeves, Brown, how do all those minutes work in together? And who ends up on top? Or do all of them, outside of Westbrook, end up as fringe 12-team league players? Let's look at some back-to-back streams for Friday, Saturday. Chumra Keke, Andrew Nempard, and TJ McConnell. We've got the Sixers guys in George Niang and PJ Tucker. Aaron Neesmith, Taylor Horton Tucker. There's some options for you. If you're streaming in just for Friday with 11 games on, we've got Quickly, Looney, OKK, Atari Preseason, um, Lil John Concha. Okay! Caleb Martin, if he plays, then he Avdia, Dennis Schroeder. For deeper leagues, we're looking at OKK, we're looking at Tory Craig, who can be a 12-team stream, Nembhard, Garuba, McConnell, Jeff Green, Patrick Beverly, Alec Burks, you'll notice DeAndre Jordan's name's not on this list. Um, and then for points leagues, we're looking at uh, Quickly, Bagley, Killian Hayes, Mason Plumley, Kevon Looney, Lonnie Walker, Timmy Hardaway, and perhaps Marjon Beauchamp, depending on Drew Holiday's status. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. Give it a thumb up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.